Hey, listeners, join us each week for Morning Cup of Faith. I'm Brenda Epperson Moore. And I'm Shelly Anderson Myers. And we're Morning Morning Cup Cup of of Faith Faith Radio. Radio. Let me ask you something. What's in your cup today? Is it fear, faith, or Diet Coke? Maybe your cup is empty. Maybe all you need is sweetness, a tablespoon of cream, or sugar. If social distancing has you feeling alone, join us weekly to find the community that you crave. Because there is no social distancing with God. (laughs) Yeah. Each week you'll experience thought-provoking interviews with leaders, influencers, and artists. You'll receive an inspiring promise to you from Scripture, life lessons from Morning Cup of Faith Bible Study, and all things pop culture, books, music, recipes, gardening, and and coffee. This is God's Reset. So let Morning Cup of Faith start a revival in your heart. You have found a home with us. Let Morning Cup of Faith pour you a faith latte with a double shot of the divine. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Morning Cup of Faith Radio. How are you guys today? I'm Brenda Epperson Moore. I am here with my fabulous friend, and co-host Shelly Anderson-Myers. Hello, listeners. I'm always excited to talk to you and Brenda about coffee and faith. I have to tell you something. Do you know what I learned today? What did you learn today, Brenda? Okay, I learned today that I have snails in my garden. (laughs) Oh, my. I know, not a good thing. But I learned that when you have snails, what you can do to keep them from eating the leaves and you can't pour salt near, you know, your delicate flowers and you don't want to kill the snails necessarily. You put coffee grounds ah. around the plants and they don't like to go over the coffee ground line and it doesn't bother the plants. Isn't that good? I love that, Brenda. Thank you for sharing this. Yes, no, literally. So there is so many uses for coffee. I'm going to find even more uses for coffee and coffee grounds. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't take any of my coffee stash. Well, back to our guest, Rachel Boston. She is a warrior of hope. She's the queen of the Hallmark Channel. And, you know, she just wrapped up Christmas in July, which I love. She starred in a Lifetime series, which is a beast in. She was also in the romantic comedy 500 Days of Summer with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel. And she was just cast in the SEAL Team CBS military drama series, which sounds very exciting. In addition to Rachel's acting and producing, I think she's going to move into directing and she's going to be part of the agent of change that the entertainment industry needs. We're all so connected through technology now and just honoring people for who they are. There's a discard culture that I've noticed over the years of just feeling like people are replaceable. It makes me so heartbroken to see that with, and I guess it's through social media, it can happen. But I also think we're finding right now this level of connection during a chapter where we aren't maybe physically able to be together, but there is this drive to connect and have deeper conversations. I mean, in the past few months, I've had some of the deepest, most profound conversations with people that we maybe we just didn't take it there. Oh, it's so true. And I love how she talked about humanity and we're looking at one another and caring for one another and humanity again, as it should be. And, you know, we're learning during this new chapter of our lives about what really matters and what we thought mattered and what doesn't really matter anymore. And sometimes the world looks so bleak, but I have hope when I look at the new movements in our country and our changing and shifting culture. 
And the other day, my 15-year-old daughter had this really determined look on her face. She said, I think my generation is going to do really good things. Oh, I love that. I know. I was so touched. And Rachel is definitely part of this awakened generation. Let's welcome Rachel Boston from her Airstream at her childhood home in Tennessee. Welcome, everyone, listeners, Rachel Boston. Oh, it's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. I'm on the mountain where I grew up in Tennessee at my um, parents' house sitting outside. So it's such a, a joy to be able to, um, to talk today. Well, thank you. And Rachel, one of the number one reasons we wanted to have you on Morning Cup of Faith is you're such a positive force in the world. And we really need that now. So thank you. Oh, I'm so excited that you are, are making this podcast. And anytime I hear anybody in this chapter that, you know, we're all trying to navigate the best way we can. And when I see people coming together to put out positivity, to just connect with each other, it really inspires me. So thank you for doing thank this. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us, um, how is your quarantine going? You obviously were able to make it back to your childhood home. Yes, I am camped out in um, an Airstream <laughs> right now um, at my parents' place. And uh, we have a little fire that we can social distance around with our neighbors. And it's um, it's been really nice to just reconnect with, with my family. And I'm just trying to find the positives in a chapter that, you know, when there's so much around us. But I started out in Los Angeles. Um, that's where I was when I was I was filming when everything changed. And um, just trying to make decisions. I mean, I just, my heart goes out to everyone right now that is trying to, um, to figure out as, you know, many places are, we're, we're taking steps to just take care of each other to the best of our ability. I used to say I take everything day to day, but now I feel like I take everything hour to hour. <laughs> <laughs> we're all just rolling with it. And like we like to do at Morning Cup of Faith Radio, we're trying to stay positive. Exactly. I completely agree. And this is Brenda. And I just wanted to thank you so much for joining us, Rachel Boston. Unlike Shelly, oh. I didn't know you and I have gotten to know you through um, your body of work and the things that you have done looking at your IMDb. And you definitely are a force to be reckoned with in the entertainment business. And also the fact that you just ooze positivity and joy. It's just, it's really refreshing. And we also quickly wanted to thank our sponsors, Sweet Konjac Cheeks, Sweet Cheeks. We just appreciate them. Catherine's Designs and Ascend Women. But Rachel, thank you for being here with us. And, you know, your body of work is incredible. And, and like you said, um, you were working on the CBS um, SEAL Team show. What happened um, when they canceled the show? And when did they cancel the show? And is there a date to go back to work? I mean, these are all things we're figuring out now. We were in the middle of an episode when that um, when that happened. Uh, and for now, I mean, I'm, I've been on a lot of calls yesterday and I'm hopeful that um, I have a few friends that have started back production in Canada. Um, but it's, it is a world of unknowns right now. And I think as much as, you know, I think yeah, you can just, like you said earlier, take it hour by hour and see, and see what happens. But I do think there's going to be just a deeper level of gratitude when everyone's back together and telling these stories and doing what we love again in the entertainment industry, as I can imagine all industries, I think we're going to have a different perspective. I remember, you know, being a starving actress and those little jobs, those little commercials, those, you know, 
infomercials, those kept me going. And with everything shut down, it really is scary time, you know, for everybody, but we're you're focusing right now on, you know, actors and, and um, it's, it's a tough time. But speaking of Airstream, circling back to that, Airstreams <laughs> are making a comeback, girl. <laughs> they really are. And I think just, I noticed last night, because um, I grew up in the South, I've, this is a house that I'm so familiar with and just what I'm paying attention to now, having had these few months of just a different way of life. I was walking inside last night and I just stood there for so long, just looking up at the stars, realizing like, this has been here my whole life. And like, now I'm taking the time to do things that it's just, it slowed down the pace of my life. And it's something that I think, you know, I definitely want to bring forward with me. Um, and just having time to sit around a campfire with my parents and talk about the last few years of our lives and catch up on, like, it's just, it's really, you know, it's, it's a, um, a different summer, but, um, I'm very thankful that, that I can be here. Well, Rachel, speaking of that beautiful Tennessee childhood, I've heard you share stories of all of your rambunctious brothers and sisters. And you just have to tell us a little bit about your childhood and how you came out to Los Angeles on a shoesting budget and made it happen. Um, well, I grew up on a mountain and my, my father actually built the house that I grew up in. And we are currently renovating um, the playhouse that my childhood built for both of my brothers and for me. And it's it's been so incredible to walk in. Like when I was four years old, he started laying the foundation for it and he was making the floor and I thought he was building a stage. And so I was so excited because I had a stage in the backyard and I started singing on it. And then he told me it was going to be a house and I was very confused. <laughs> 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 it's been funny to just be part of that with him and helping him. We were sanding the floors yesterday and just getting everything um, all set up just to, it, so that's been like a really special experience to have with my father. I love um, but you're a singer. I love that. Yeah, I thought it was a stage though, just randomly in our backyard. <laughs> he was going to build me a singing stage. Um, but then I um I started performing in church choir is how I started on in Tennessee and then I got involved with some kids programs and I always wanted to move to New York City and when I was 17 I made that jump on a one-way wow. ticket and I moved to New York. Wow. Um and that's how I got into the entertainment industry. I was starting at NYU the next semester, but I went up the summer before. Um, and that was, that was my journey, my intro into entertainment. You know, I was reading one of the articles and you were talking about when you jumped um, onto that, you know, faith platform and said, I'm going to go hit my career. I did the same thing, but I moved to Los Angeles. And you spoke about in the article how lonely it was in New York and that that's a tough time. And, you know, New York can be a very overwhelming city, but how did you combat that loneliness? Because I'm sure people are feeling pretty lonely right now too. You know, it's interesting. It, it being back here right now has given me so much perspective, um, just walking around. And I've, I've had that thought a few times of the fact that there's one traffic light here and it's so quiet and that I went from this space to Manhattan, which as we know is, in, you know, not in this chapter, but it's normally an incredibly busy city and I didn't know anyone there. And so to look up at these buildings and just know that I didn't have, like, I didn't know anybody inside and I was going to have to forge a trail and find my path and find my way, um, was really an exciting, it's exciting on so many levels, but it, um, 
I, I just got quiet. I got, I think I went within and I tried to figure out like, what do I really believe in? Why, what gave me the confidence to come here? There were a lot of things that didn't fully make sense, but then when it fell into place and I did get an agent and I, it was like that faith and that understanding when no one else could, no one could tell me that that was an inner voice that led me to believe it was possible. And it was. So I think I always hold on to that when I'm going through difficult chapters now, just remembering how much courage it took to do that at 17. Well, Rachel, knowing you, I'm sure faith was part of what got you through those early crazy times in New York. And I'm wondering if you could share with our listeners a little bit about your faith journey. Well, I started performing um, in through church. So I think that's where like, all the church musicals that I did, there was always this, um, this just spirit that was part of my work because they were church plays. And it, so that's definitely where I got my, that's where I started. But um, I think just believing in purpose, like knowing, like when I think about being 17 years old and getting on a plane on a one-way ticket, not knowing what's going to happen, but just having this internal understanding that that's where I was supposed to go and that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And then kind of seeing how that works out. It does, I think that foundation that I had as a child really pulled me through some of the loneliest and most difficult chapters um, in New York when you're starting out and you, you know, you don't know how, who to, where to go, how to even getting an agent. I just got a book with the list of agencies and handing out headshots and resumes trying to get in so I could audition. And it, it's really, it's fascinating when you just have the time to reflect and look back. There's a great scripture, God can make a way where there seems to be no way. And, you know, I love that. Um, uh, train up a child in the way they should go. When they're older, they won't depart from it. And that foundation, like what you said, you had a foundation growing up in the church and understanding that there is a higher power. There's a God that will lead us and direct us. And and you went for it in faith. And that's kind of what we're all doing right now. And it really is this podcast. You know, we're doing this mm-hmm. in faith. And you know, incredible. That's um, right. <laughs> yeah, incredible people like yourself have been coming to us. And something that's interesting that struck me when we were talking when you were talking about that verse is I was just with my boyfriend's family before this, and we were all quarantined together. So we're doing our little isolation pods to stay safe. <laughs> but one of the verses that um, we we read for it was actually a candle lighting ceremony, but it was Psalm twenty three, and I was thinking about just how in this chapter. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And in a, in a time of such uncertainty, just trusting that, that he is going to make a way and we're going to understand what this chapter truly means, it's, it is, it, that is something that really struck me as um, well, that really a powerful moment. Right now. <laughs> it really is powerful. And listeners, we hope that you will um, click your phone, open up your Bible and check out Psalms 23, Rachel Boston. Um, so that is a great, Uh, nugget for people to put in their cup today if they're feeling sad or lonely or confused but also what you said about um going to new york at 17 but knowing you had this passion and drive and that god would just open those doors you know that Mm -hmm. is what he does you know he puts a desire in our heart and then he just makes a way and opens these doors how did that happen so you, you went to new york did you automatically get um an agent did you you know, book a show really, really quickly. What, what kept you going in those times? 
Well, I got into NYU, so the plan was to start that fall, and I wanted, I was just ready to go. So my parents let me move up the summer before, and um, I finished actually the last semester, the last little bit of high school, because I had already, I had my AP classes were finished. I had taken those tests, and so I just had a few more classes that I was able to send in my final papers and do that from Manhattan. I learned the subway system. I learned the east side and west side and how all the, it was just a world that I didn't know how to navigate. So it's, it's kind of amazing that like my not, not having something is what led to me understanding a city better. (laughs) So it was, so that was my start. And then I got, um, I started doing a play and the director encouraged me to move to Los Angeles for pilot season and so I talked to my family and my mom agreed to drive me out. So my mom and I took a road trip. Oh, that had to be a great drive. <laughs> it was amazing and just so exciting because I was moving to California. And, and at the time, it was supposed to be temporary. I put everything in storage. I thought I would be back to New York. And then I got on a pilot called American Dreams. And that series went for three years on NBC. So that was my start. And I love this article. They, they asked you if you, um, you know, you're a person obviously of enormous influence. And if you could inspire a movement, what would that be? Oh, that's such a great question. I think I remember that interview. It was a while ago, <laughs> but it was on, I, I feel like it was on just today's culture. And I feel like that might be part of the shift. We're all so connected through technology now and just honoring people for who they are. There's a discard culture that I've noticed over the years of just feeling like people are replaceable. It makes me so heartbroken to see that with, and I guess it's through social media, it can happen. But I also think we're finding right now this level of connection during a chapter where we aren't maybe physically able to be together, but there is this drive to connect and have deeper conversations. I mean, in the past few months, I've had some of the deepest, most profound conversations with people that we maybe we just didn't take it there. And with all the movements happening in our world today, just asking people from different backgrounds, from different, I mean, what we're going through with all the, the protests that I saw in Los Angeles, just having real deep, powerful conversations about what was your life experience? How can I understand better to be a more conscious human being. And so that's been really inspiring me. I love that, Rachel. Let's talk because I want to be part of the solution, not the problem. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said that you would start a movement of respect, you know, in love with one another. That is just beautiful. And, you know, the fact that, you know, women are rising up in the industry, um, and you are an executive producer. Um, do you ever want to direct as well? I would love to. I mean, that's something that I was hoping this year to start shadowing. So when our world opens back up, that's something I definitely am excited to. I'm so inspired by so many of my friends um, that are are directing now and were part of one of my best friends. Um, his wife was in part of the NBC uh, director's training program for that took on so many amazing women that have been directors for years and are now getting great opportunities in television. You know, I found it really interesting. I wrapped up third season of The Rich and the Ruthless on UMC Channel last year, I believe. And the director was a female and it was such a different vibe on the set. And I absolutely loved it. There was no, none of that, you know, male tension. Not that all the males are like that, um, but 
I really loved working under a female. I found mm. it really, really like better. What do you think of that? Have you, have you found that as well? Uh, I was on a series um, called Witches of East End that was a uh, family of four women and we were all supernatural beings. <laughs> and, uh, our right. showrunner was a woman who's become a dear friend of mine, Maggie Friedman. And I was just texting with her actually about the Airstream a few nights ago. <laughs> yes. Um, it was a, that was a really special experience because it was about female empowerment in so many ways um, with supernatural elements. But I got to work with Julia Orman and Jenna Dewan Tatum and Machen Amick. And so that was our, our magic family. And then um, to have Maggie at the helm, it was really, I do think there was something really special about that. It became like a sisterhood of like, all artists that wanted the best project possible. And so that was a really positive experience working with her. And she's become a good friend. So I think that's when you have an experience where you work with people and then it becomes a friendship. Um, that's something that, you know, hopefully we can collaborate again very soon. We talk about everything on Morning Cup of Faith pretty much, but, you know, we do love coffee and um, (laughs) I love to garden and be in nature. And um, we also love fashion and books and music and all of those things. Speaking of fashion, girl, I noticed you were rocking this Albert, like Albert Freddy, Freddy, um, spring situation gorgeous (laughs) chiffon dress for a lifetime show that you had done fresh off the runway that was at comic-con okay that was was when hundreds of thousands of people were able to be together to celebrate things (laughs) Um, but she found that dress just because she honestly um jessica pastor is um her name and she knows i love nature and we're both very that's, she knows I grew up on a mountain. So I feel like she often honors that with what she finds in there. The dress was made for you. (laughs) I loved that so much. It feels like it just, when you can find something that expresses, it just felt like I was wearing a piece of art. So when you find someone that that can capture, it felt like my childhood that I could run around with at Comic-Con, which was really nice. I just loved it because as I was looking through um, your EPK, sorry, electronic press kit, um, and I saw that it just struck me because it, just the look on your face, it was very whimsical. It was very natural. It was very nature. It just, it was so beautiful on you and you just exuded, you know, this beauty and just you, you shined in this outfit. Can you talk a little about your experience at Comic-Con and what that, what that was like? Oh, it's so much fun. I've, I've been a few times, but the one year, the one with the, um, the whimsical dress was for Witches of East End. And it was so fun to go with our whole cast went, um, we had different panels that we were all on. And then this huge party that was all supernatural themed and just, you know, there was a lot of talk about magic and why things happen. And it was, you know, a different take and being a person of faith. I think I played, you know, I played a woman that was discovering her powers and discovering what she was capable of. And it was, it was so interesting to have conversations with the fans that are there. So Comic-Con, you get just one-on-one time to talk to people about their experience with the show. And there was this one episode where um, I fall in love and because of something I've done, my boyfriend, like there's always a reaction to every action has an equal opposite reaction. And it, I lost my boyfriend is what happened. And then I brought him back as a ghost. 
And so I had this whole like love affair with, like, it was so, it was so hard to let it go. (laughs) (laughs) It's very magical. But, um, so I couldn't let him go. And the conversations I got into about people and, and letting things go and saying goodbye, I think because it's a ghost, it has this whole other element to it. So it was really powerful to have conversations about how those storylines help someone move on from a painful chapter. And so that was my experience at Comic-Con. There were, what else? I feel like we were on a yacht at some point, like they do interviews on a boat. Of course. <laughs> I think it was TV Guide. We were doing an interview on a boat. There was, <laughs> was a lot going on. But I, I appreciate to, you showing I'm me to that. imagine a few ex-boyfriends as ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely get interesting. <laughs> okay. I've been in, I feel like, yoga clothes for a while. I put on a dress today just in honor of talking to you on the phone. <laughs> well, Brenda, Brenda knows that I often record in my rubber ducky pajamas. And that's probably one of my favorite things about quarantine. I love <laughs> new it. Office I, love it. I love it so much. I do think that's going to change things too. I mean, we, yes. we start to realize without any of like what you actually need and don't need. And it's, um, it's well, really I know, actually Rachel. Do you know Kim Douglas from the Hallmark Channel? Did you? Yes, I have, and I adore her, and I'm so inspired by her. She is such a bright light, and we actually have had some. When I've come on to Home and Family, there have been a few times when we've been able to like pull each other aside and have some really powerful conversations about her journey through faith, and clearly what she overcame was so unbelievably inspiring her perspective and just the transformation I saw from afar. Her prediction for quarantine fashion was that loungewear was going to be the new black, the, the, the mustache, <laughs> which I agree. I hope that Kim is right. I love it. I love it. The yoga clothes are now accepted everywhere. <laughs> yeah, correct. And we're doing all this outdoor dining. So, you know, mm-hmm. I- you know, I haven't put on a pair of heels in so long. You look beautiful. Thank you for wearing that beautiful white off-the-shoulder sundress. It's fabulous. Oh, <laughs> I am not wearing shoes. Southern and I, I actually don't have any heels with me. I didn't pack one pair. So <laughs> I've been uh, barefoot in the South right now, which is great. Well, it, it is it is interesting, like what you said earlier about what, matters and what we thought mattered and what doesn't really matter anymore. And, you know, I also wanted to circle back to what you said, Rachel, about the deep conversations. And that is, that is the heart of um, humanity, right? You know, understanding each other more and really taking time to listen. And that's kind of how Morning Cup of Faith was birthed as we were having our morning Bible study and really listening to each other's hearts and saying, there's got to be more here. And Shelly and I really wanted to have these conversations with women like yourself, um, men and women, obviously, but influencers and people that are out there working. And, you know, we just want to encourage you that you continue shining your light and making a difference and changing and shifting culture. And that's something that you can do. Um, What would you want to see, if anything, shift in the entertainment industry? I think I'm, I'm experiencing it with a lot of the conversations that I've had with um, former coworkers that I have always loved and respected, but just taking the time to have deeper conversations about our experience, um, just the level of 
I think respect that I've seen and connection of people that are going through such similar experiences, like so many of my friends um, who were isolated alone at the beginning, all connecting so much and supporting each other and checking in and wanting to make sure, do you have groceries? Do you need anything? I'm running to the store. Can I pick up anything? That is such, Mm -hmm. even doing runs, like my neighbors would check in on me and I would check in on them. And there's something really special, especially in a city that is so busy and people are always, you know, you wake up and you're running from meeting to meeting to appointment to appointment. And then all of a sudden your neighbors are home all day. So you're having conversations you didn't have before quarantine started. That would be my hope is that we take a step back and just say, is there anything you need from me to help you do your job better? Is there anything I can give? And if that is a a change that just we've experienced in this, I think it'll be a very positive positive shift um, in all professions. Well, we need to remember all these lessons when the world opens up again. You know, it sounds to me what I'm hearing you say, I actually have tears in my eyes. We We had forgotten about humanity. We all need, we all hurt. And thank you for that, because we have to remember when life gets busy again, we have to stop and look each other in the eyes and say, are you okay? What can I do for you? What do you need? And, you know, it's such a great reminder. And it was so beautifully said, Rachel, thank you so much. And my hope for the entertainment industry is that our, our projects would reflect that, that, you know, yes, there's time and place for this and that, but those deeper conversations, we begin to arise in our projects and being an executive producer and then wanting to be a director, that's a movement that you can take and then put it onto the screen, Rachel. Well, thank you so very much. I think one of the most humbling experiences and just something that I I just seeing this new level of humanity is people also having this universal experience where everyone in the world is going through clearly being affected in different ways, but that it's okay to say, I'm having a tough time. Like this is what, and just that vulnerability and the conversations I've had with people in that way as well, I just think is going to unite us and make us even stronger. From your lips to God's ears, girl. That's right. And I'm very very hopeful that this younger generation is going to show the way. I I was driving with my 15-year-old daughter the other day, and she just looked out the window with such a look of determination on her face. And she said, I think my generation is going to do really good things. And that just, I almost had tears in my eyes because that that is what is going to save us, this, this younger generation. Awaken. I mean, I, I, my heart breaks for everything that they've had to go through, you know, um, graduations taken away from them, you know, all these things, but they are going to be the awakened generation, I think. And you're part of that, Rachel. You're, you're going to be directing, leading yes. these young yes. people. I believe that, Shelly, so much. I do. You are a part of that, Rachel, and thank you for being such a light and, you know, just um, a warrior for hope that's who you are. You're a warrior for hope. I can just see it on you. It's just, it's, it's contagious. Thank you. Oh, well, what a kind thing to say. And thank you so much for, (laughs) for, um, for creating a place where we can put out positivity. So I'm I'm honored to, to be part of, part of the start of, um, hopefully a wonderful, wonderful new chapter for both of you. Thank you. 
So Rachel, with all of our guests and Morning Cup of Faith, we like to ask everybody today, in this moment in time, Rachel, what's in your cup this morning? (laughs) This morning, my cup has been filled with nature, first and foremost, being on a mountain. Yes. this morning, my mother actually made me coffee. So oh, <laughs> she brought here, me a cup of coffee. With you. <laughs> so sweet. And, um, and, and still, I feel like a little bit from last night, we made homemade ice cream. So oh. I feel like I'm still embracing uh, the homemade ice cream that my dad and I made last night. It's still super high. And the filling up is, my cup. Ice cream is fabulous in coffee. I know people who do not <laughs> ice cream and coffee. Yeah. Faith, coffee, butter, and or um, homemade ice cream. I think oh, we're set. I love that. Butter, <laughs> butter. I love it. So, Rachel, I hope that SEAL team can start shooting soon. And I just hope you have a blast in that airstream because Thank right you now so it's all about the RV and the airstream right now, right? <laughs> you know. Well, staying safe, so we're ready to go back to work. And I'm I'm so excited. I, it it seems as though Christmas uh, 2020 we're gearing up for those films as well. So I'm just trying to take the best care of myself and everyone I love, um, so we can put some more joy. Joy yeah. on your televisions when we, uh, as soon as we can get back. Yes. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel, so much for being oh. a bullet of light. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm sending much love to everyone listening right now. I hope um, you have a, a beautiful rest of your day and are, are finding um, some peaceful moments in this time. Amen. Absolutely. And Rachel, just remind everyone where they can also find you. On Instagram and Twitter at Rachel Boston. And then on Facebook, I believe I'm Rachel Boston official because I think Rachel Boston was already someone else. (laughs) (laughs) There's certainly only one you. Thank you for (laughs) morning cup of faith and for filling our listeners' ears with hope, joy, love. This episode brought to you by Catherine's Designs. Home accessories and beautifully curated, handmade, and vintage textiles of pillows. Find her on Instagram at Catherine's underscore designs. And Sweet Cheeks Organic Konjac Skincare, the gentlest, eco-friendly way to cleanse and exfoliate your sweet cheeks. Go to SweetCheeksOrganics.com and get yours today. And Ascend Women. Ascend Women wants to inspire, educate, and ignite women and kids to become all God has purposed them to be. You need to reach us. We'd love to hear from you at Morning Cup of Faith on Instagram. Also, you can send us questions or your thoughts, morningcupoffaith at gmail.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Morning Cup of Faith listeners, Shelly Anderson Myers and myself, Brenda Everson Moore. We love and appreciate you so much. And we know you are going to be so blessed when you get to meet Wendy Griffith next week on Morning Cup of Faith. She's a senior anchor reporter for CBN 700 Club. It's a 30-minute national newscast that goes around the world, and you are going to be changed forever when you hear her story of hope. And she's an author and a speaker, and we're just so excited to introduce to you next week. Join us, Morning Cup of Faith, and you will meet Wendy Griffith. Now, 
go be mighty.